Hello and welcome to the SBK Betting Podcast. It's time for York's Dante meeting. The three-day extravaganza on the Knavesmire begins this Wednesday, May 17th, and runs through until Friday, May the 19th. The weather forecast looks good. The ground is currently described as good, so we're actually going to get proper flat racing conditions for the first time this season. My name is Tom Collins, and unlike usual on these mini-pods, I'm not partnered by Ross Miller. Instead, I'm partnered by the brilliant Adam Bayliss. Adam, how are you doing? And are you looking forward to York? Yeah, very well, Tom. Yeah, no, very much looking forward to York. Um, Chester was fantastic last week. Um, the flat buzz is back and, yeah, raring to go. Yeah, you were at Chester, weren't you? You, you actually said to me earlier today it was one of your best experiences on the racetrack. It, it was, yeah. I, I can't speak highly enough about Chester. I went up there on the, on the Friday. Um, it's a meeting that I've always sort of wanted to go to and... Yeah, listen, it was absolutely incredible atmosphere. Um, weather was 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 grand as well, and yeah, great time. Have you ever been to York? I've never been to York. Actually, no. I tell a lie. I have been to York, not in a racing capacity. Interesting. I have, I have been to the Naysmire. Um, yeah, no, lovely race course. Yeah, I've never been to the track, but um, it's definitely on my bucket list. And you know what? I'm extremely uh, excited ahead of this week because you're going to get big fields, good racing, good punting opportunities, and lots of value, which is you know what we're looking for as punters. I have to say. York, much like Chester last week, though, is a Marmite track, isn't it? It's yeah. a track where you get punters that love it, punters that hate it, big price results. So make sure you do your study. Hopefully, we'll provide plenty of winners on this podcast. Let's talk about York then. Main angles. What's your main angle for better? Yeah, we were talking about this earlier on. There's definitely there's a few. I suppose the one that I'm really, really interested in this week in particular is, is around Andrea Razzeni. Um, He's obviously on freelance now. He's no longer with with Roger Varian, although he's getting a few rides for, for Roger. But... Um, he is a, a pilot who I always look to be on the right side of on the names. My rides it incredibly well. Um, 30% strike rate last year. Um, and if you backed every single one of his rides, it's about 300, it's 299, but we'll say it's yeah, three, we'll say we'll, we'll say 300. Uh, you'd be in profit to the tune of 22 quid, Tom. So yeah, he's, he's definitely someone I'm intrigued to, to see who, who books him. Yeah, he's got great stats on the Navesmire. Another guy with great stats is William Haggis. We were both talking about this pre-pod as well. You've got to look for uh, Haggis's runners, especially in the handicaps. There's always some value bouncing around. He sends his best and unexposed three-year-olds and four-year-olds up there as well. I'm sure he's going to rack up a fair few winners. The other angles that are obvious are backing prominent racers, Horses right out of the back at York tend to find it difficult to make ground. And also previous course winners, much like Ascot, if you handle the track at York, you're probably going to handle it again. So look for those that have got the C and the D next to their name in the race card. Now, the plan of action in this podcast is to cover the feature races, one on every day of the three-day meeting, before providing our nap or nap next best if you're Adam uh, across the, the the whole meeting. So we'll get to that in, in due course. Please bear in mind that we do not have final declarations at the time of filming for Thursday or Friday, but we do for Wednesday. And we'll start with the Musidora, which is the feature on Wednesday afternoon. It's a race run over one mile, two and a half furlongs for three-odd fillies, and it'll go off at 3.35 p.m. The current market leader is Sir Michael Stout's Infinite Cosmos, who, if you're keen to look at the antipost markets, is second favourite for the Oaks at Epsom next month. Do you like her, Adam, or are you looking elsewhere? It's a really tricky one, TC. I mean, listen, Sir Michael Stout could have a, a decent decent uh, week with these trials, couldn't he? She's pretty short, given mm-hmm. given what's in the field, and there's there's some with with group form in there. I mean, she, I mean, listen, she could be she could be out of the top draw, couldn't she? But I think of those with experience, I, I probably want to side with Carl Burke's Novaki. Certainly, each way, um, the step up and trip should suit on breeding. Um, the dam was a decent performer over a mile six. Um, that's probably the way I'll play it. Um, I'll definitely keep an eye on Empress Wu of David Simcox. Like generally, if, if one of his go in first time up, they'd be worth following and. She was super impressive at Lingfield um, over this trip from a difficult draw in 14. Um, she's, she's about 20s at the moment. I reckon that she's probably overpriced at that. 
Um, how about yourself? Yeah, it's two interesting horses there to oppose the favourite. Novakai as well. She won first up, as you said, but she finished second in the Phillies Mile. So she has that proven Group 1 form, which plenty in this race don't have. I mean, the top three in the market are all very unexposed, but they're not proper Group 1 performers at this stage of their career. I think I've just got a side with the jolly. I know it's boring. It's unoriginal. Uh, everyone says that when they tip up a short price favourite, but she's just the one that has that sky-high ceiling, the horse that could be the future Group 1 performer. She could go and win the Oaks. And if she does, 13 to 8 will look like a great price in hindsight for this race. She was really emphatic at Newmarket last time, I thought. So Michael Stout's horses improve run for run. And Simon Rollins from uh, At The Races did a lovely piece on stride data. Now, I know some people don't really care for that kind of information, but she has a huge, a real rangy stride. And that could be interesting for these longer distance races, especially at York, because you need those horses that devour the ground and continue plowing away. And she looks like the perfect candidate for a race of this nature, also, don't forget, Sir Michael Stout has won this event eight times in his career. The only trainer with more Musidora victories is Sir Henry Cecil, who tallied nine during his career. Okay, we'll move on to Thursday. And the main event uh, of the whole three-day meeting, which is the Dante Stakes, a trial for the Derby. So we've had a trial for the Oaks and the Musidora, trial for the Derby now. Eleven horses have won this uh, the event, the Dante, before going on to Epsom and plundering the main classic. Um, there appears to be a group of highly regarded sorts this time around. Maybe they'll look to make it twelve. Who knows? Charlie Appleby's Flying Honours currently tops the market at 4-1. to one. Burton Futurity Trophy runner-up Epic Tatus is second, while uh, Sir Michael Stout's once-race passenger sits in third at around 6-1 to one right now with SBK. Now, Adam, we both loved Desert Crown last year. Absolutely. He won this race, then he went to Epsom, was successful for Sir Michael Stout and Richard Kingscote. Yep. Is there another Desert Crown in this year's renewal? It's a good question, isn't it? Um, it probably depends how highly you rate passengers' performance at the Craven meeting, right? Mm. Like... He's once raced, he's once, he's once won. Um, but he was easy enough to back that day. And, you know, the draw bias of that meeting probably puts me off a, a tiny bit. Um, that being said, on paper, I don't think this is a massively strong renewal of the, of the Dante. Like, if it throws up the Derby winner, I'd be surprised. But at the same time, I don't really know what's going to win the Derby at the moment. <laughs> no one really wants to, to come forward and, and, and take a hold of it. Canberra legend was, was probably interesting, you know, like rallied well to, to win the field. and But probably isn't good enough to to win to win this even though it is a, a pretty weak renewal i suppose the one that i'm i'm probably most interested to to see how it goes is, is continuous for aiden o'brien he's always maintained that that he wants soft ground so it's fascinating that he's running him here um could just be a barometer for for the other other runners at valley doyle and he's got the most fantastic record in this race but you know a bit like save the last dance at, at, at chester might just come from nowhere and, and take a hold of the Derby picture. So I'll probably be, be playing on that. Um, but yeah, but I think that's, that's how I'll, I'll end up. Yeah, it's a very interesting runner, isn't he? Um, the son of Hearts Cry, a Japanese sire. He's only had two starts in his career. Both came at two and they came over seven funnels and a mile. Now he's stepping up dramatically in trip. Maybe that will be the catalyst for, for further improvement. Yeah. And he's currently around six to one, so you're getting good value. He's in that second tier of horses. As I said, flying on as an epitatus of first and second in the market. They're proven at two. Um, and they won last time out in a good race. Whereas you've got the likes of Passenger, Canberra Legend, Continuous, all of whom are coming off the back of just one or two starts for good trainers. And they could be, you know, the horse where you're thinking, God, what is the unknown here? This horse could be the real standout. For me, it's not really a punting race at this stage. I'd like to see the final decks, I have to admit. But I'm, I'm torn between Passenger and White Birch. Now, I was at Newmarket when Passenger won the Wood Ditton. Um, I thought he looked great in the prelims, but I didn't think he was going to be ready to win first time up. He proved me completely wrong that day. 
And Stout and Kingscote, as I say, won this race with Desert Crown last year, so they know what it takes uh, to win the Dante. My only worry with him is that it's a big step up in class. Different track, different trip. He's going to have to prove that he's capable. White Birch, I think, is underrated. Um, he achieved an RPR of 114 in the Bally Sacks. Again, though, my only worry with him is quicker ground because he's only proven his ability on soft ground so far. On to Friday then, and the Yorkshire Cup, which is the feature race. Now, it doesn't feel like a Yorkshire Cup without Stradivarius, does it? No, not really. Well, I mean, especially how much you, I mean, you are the chairman of the Stradivarius <laughs> fan club, aren't you, mate? So. I am, yeah. He used to be my uh, screensaver on my laptop. I absolutely love that horse. <clears throat> he's won three of the last four editions, finished second in the other. He's not here this time around, which is a bit gutting. Uh, but course winner Quickthorn currently tops the market at 5-2. to Dubai Girl Cup winner Broom is second in. And then you've got the four-year-olds, Eldar Eldorov, Emily Dickinson. What are your thoughts here? I think we're in agreement here, aren't we? I mean, I I, we are. I, love, I loved Eldar Eldorov last last season. Um, and I'm pretty confident you can divide a penalty in this field. Um, he comes into it fresh, which, I mean, some might see that as a negative. But certainly over these longer trips, horses will lose a huge amount of weight, especially in these long distance races. And those <laughs> that have already had a um, uh, a run this, this year, you know, I, I think you probably want a bit of time in between races. I, I, he's won fresh in the past. I, I just can't really see past him, to be honest with you. I, I thought it was, a, it was a mad price around sort of nine to two, five to one. Yeah, I agree. And fresh is the main angle for me as well. He's a horse that's always performed his best first time up off a layoff and he gets this right now at York. I have to say, I really hate the price of Broom. Yeah. Three to one. I couldn't. I just couldn't fathom that. Nor Quickthorn, really, to be honest with you. No, I mean, Quickthorn at least won the Lonsdale Cup, so we know he handles the track. And that day he blitzed his rivals. Maybe the bookmakers or the traders are currently thinking, you know, this horse could just dominate from the front again. Sure. He might not see another rival in the race and quick and clear. But yeah, he seems short enough. But he's far more solid than Broom, in my opinion. When does Broom ever run back-to-back -back races that are very similar? I mean, never. And his last win came in Maidan, completely different to York. Different track. Uh, 55 days off the track. Uh, two furlongs shorter. I mean... God, there's no ticks yeah, for Broom, is yeah, there? Yeah, it wouldn't be for me at all. No, but you know, plenty of water under the bridge uh, and before this race, so I might change my mind yet. You never know. Um, okay, then, nap of the week time. This is what the punters at home want to see. They want to know the bankers of the week, three-day festival, some good prices. I know you've got an ex-best as well, so give us both, please. Yeah, there's two here. Um, we'll start on Wednesday in the 410, uh, Caraggio. This is a decent race. So it's well worth uh, keeping on sort of the form, I suppose, throughout the, the rest of the season. There's, there's a lot of exciting horses in it. Um, but there's one that I've had at the top of my tracker for a while. Super excited to see Caraggio for, for Roger Teal. Um, he ran last year in a, what is sort of quite a, a traditionally a strong novice at, at Newbury. Um, ran second, just ran very, very green. Um, but then he went on to decimate the field at, at Leicester. Um, heavy ground put pay to his chances in the, in the Horace Hill, so you can just draw a line straight through that. Roger Teal has always been effusive in in his enthusiasm for for this horse he's, he's said i quote he's definitely a black type horse probably would have been in the guineas if he hadn't been gelded obviously um <laughs> but he's just i mean he quotes him he was sort of said he was basically untrainable he was he was sort of so highly strung he's clearly super duper talented um so i'm really keen to to back him here and you know it'll be a good race but i think he'll he should be above everything else in there um, and the second I think that's worth siding with this week is um, is Carl Burke's Corker in the 150 on Thursday, um, the opening race that day. Uh, he's only finished uh, once out of the money in, in five runs at York. Um, soft ground in the Palace House just wouldn't have suited last time out. Um, and I think it's quite clearly a pipe opener for this. Um, a mark of 100 is like 100% workable. Um, he really should be taking care of this lot. Um, Equilateral is probably the only danger in the field, but yeah, I'd be, I'd be very keen on, on Corker. Carl Burke always does well at this meeting, doesn't yep. he? And Corker won at York last year. And as you touched now with Roger Teal and Caraggio, 
Teal's going to be desperate for a winner after Oxted was taken out. Yeah. You know, he's he's desperate now after that just heartbreaking news that unfortunately won't get his stable star to return to the track. So I'm sure Caraggio will attract some uh, market support. I've only got a nap for you. No next best at this stage. But if you are looking for tips for every day, please go to betting.gsbk.com. You can read my articles there. Uh, my nap for the week is going to be Torre Del Oro in the 520 at York on Thursday. As I say, no final fields for, uh, for this race or prices just yet, both of which are important factors, but it should be reasonable value. I don't think it'll be too short. Um, he represents Andrew Balding, who does very well at this track with his few and far between runners. Uh, he's only run four times, three of which came as a juvenile. First time he looked completely clueless. Then he finished a staying on fourth uh, over an inadequate trip at Chelmsford. And then he was super unlucky at Kempton when he just got a horrific ride, really bad ride. Go and watch the replay of that if you can. Came back after a winter off, ran in a small field handicap uh, off a lowly mark, took care of those runners with ease. £10 higher. I know people are going to look at that and think, God, the handicap has not treated him lightly, but he's very well handicapped. I'm convinced of that. I think he's a 100-rated horse in the making. Stout Stayer will love this long home straight. So hopefully, Torre de Oro will win the 520 at York on Thursday. One final question for you. Hmm. Who do you reckon is going to be top trainer at York this week? Is it going to be William Haggis or are you going to give me another name? This is a real curveball, isn't it? I mean, it Haggis, is. Haggis I didn't prepare you. No, you didn't. No, it's fine. <laughs> you know, Haggis does so well. I quite like Roger Varian this week. He's Really? Yeah, yeah. His runners are slowly coming into form and you know, we've spoken about Elder Elderov and yeah, I feel like he might have a, a few others in there that, that will run well this week. That's very interesting. It's very interesting. I'm going to stick with William Haggis just to be... Uh, you know, plain and simple. But um, that's it. The York Dante meeting preview. I hope you have a successful meeting. As I said at the start of the, the pod, it's extremely difficult to back a lot of winners at York. So pick your horses, pick your races, and hopefully you can find profit at the end of it. I hope you've also enjoyed this podcast with myself and Adam Bayless. If you did, please like down below, subscribe so you don't miss all of our content moving forward. I'll be back uh, probably in that seat on Thursday covering this weekend's action at Newbury. I think it's Lockinch Day. Uh, before we get then uh, to that though, New customers at SBK. We have an offer. You get £30 in free bets when you bet £10. T's and C's do apply. As I say, whack a like down below, subscribe. Whack a comment as well with your nap of the week. That would be interesting to know. But until then, be very lucky. 